Hello, and welcome back to Level 5 Law. This is episode 6. Or 7, if you want to count our two-parter as two separate episodes. But we're not doing that, so this is episode 6. And Q, would you like to introduce our guest for today? That was incredibly smooth. Uh, yes. We're joined here today by Phoebe, who can say hi if she wants. <laughs> that is a no, then. Hi! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is unbelievably fun. I am so excited to be here. I've just been sitting here grinning while we did the introduction. It was a very I professional I will myself. I'll say what I need to. Oh yeah. That's fine. Normally there's more stumbling, which is probably why I'm not saying it this time. I do. I do real radio shows and I still don't sound professional on air. It's fun. Radios aren't real. True. Should I tell people who I am? I mean, you can, unless you want to live a life of mystery. I would like to live a life of mystery. <laughs> I mean, that matches well with the topic you've given us. True. Um, um, unless that's subject to change. Um, I have kind of like three topics I would like to discuss. Those topics are Freud, MILF, and this Monster. And like most conversations I have with people, it is just me listing the fun facts that I learned about these things. Perfect. So there is there is no real narrative. It is just me talking. You know what that that's is? Like, I mean, a narrative. We have... Yeah, we, we haven't established um, the general vibe for this podcast, even though we're so many episodes in. It's, it seems like each episode has its own vibe. Aesthetic. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think it very much depends on who we have on as a guest. It's a metaphor for life. You know, like you've created something really special. You're wandering around, just interacting with random strangers on the street, and each one has a very different personality. Yeah. Except you're not. You're listening to a podcast. <laughs> I guess that makes it a little bit. You know, it's funky. It is. Um, Freud. <laughs> right, so. Psychic damage, we even say his name. Oh, it's terrible. Um, to prepare for this, I tried to read the entirety of Freud's Wikipedia page, but I gave up after, like, the summary of his life because I got so tired and I was already so angry. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah. So, fun fact that I learned, number one, in 1876, he worked in zoological research. That's fun. He basically spent four weeks um, looking for eel male reproductive organs. Um, the Wikipedia Look, looking for didn't them. say. Did he yeah, lose them? them? No, I'm assuming he didn't know because um, I'm pretty sure like I found this out somewhere. I don't remember where, but we don't actually know how. And this might have been a Hank Green TikTok, but <laughs> and we don't actually know how eels reproduce. That would be on brand for Hank Green. Hmm. It, it sounds like something people want to explain. But yeah, so I'm just going to assume that he failed to find these. Yep, checks out. Parade of failure mm. from day one. I mean, he's really never done anything of worse. <laughs> he should have stopped he's... at the eels. <laughs> Is that your only fun fact of Freud's life? Or? No, I have two other fun facts. One of the facts isn't fun. And one of the facts is weird. I feel like I set the bar too high with the first one, but I'm doing them in chronological order. 1896, this is when he's starting to develop like the Oedipus complex and um, psychoanalysis. And you know how people are just like, well, Freud, you might've wanted to fuck your mum, but no one else does. Mm-hmm. Um, he based off some of this research of that poor kid, Little Hans, and his weird dreams about like the giraffe or whatever. But he also he also did literally base the stuff off himself. Oh, of course he did. Self-aware kid. Yes. So after a period of heart irregularities, disturbing dreams, and depression following his dad's death, he started, I guess, reflecting on his relationship with his father and how like he felt hostility towards him, and then like jealousy over his mum's affection. And he like there was some other stuff in 
his theories that he ended up taking out because he's like, that doesn't apply to me. So I'm sure that could never happen to anyone else or something along those lines. I Everything I learn about Freud is against my will. Yeah, sorry. I mean, everything he does is so exhausting. I mean, this is why I didn't take psychology. You know, I got to avoid all that. I've been doing coursework this week for English and it's required me to read Freud like his oh, actual ew. writings yeah I, no it was bad not a fan i'm so I'm glad he didn't do anything with tv <laughs> freud invented cnn <laughs> no <laughs> freud owns sky news it's just please him. no please no what pad fanfic my parents sold me to freud working so for big bad. media um yeah I, I i don't respect freud I don't think anyone should respect Freud. I used to have a very long rant about why, but over time it just kind of deteriorated to a no. Didn't I we? Mean, didn't we have that plan to summon him? To, we to just, we like, did have beat a plan to him? resurrect Freud, beat yeah. him up, and then put him back in the ground. That was the whole thing. <laughs> we were going to get our psychology teacher to sponsor us. Oh wow, she would have in a heartbeat. Yeah, definitely. She She's French and angry. <laughs> That's all you need to defeat Freud. I mean, I found a fun fact out. Not so well, maybe not a fun fact. I found out something about Freud over the weekend. Ominous. And this was mainly due to the fact that because of what happened on Friday, we had to have every single channel tuned to a news channel to oh. make sure nothing inappropriate oh. was happening. Philip. Yeah. And apparently <laughs> Prince Philip's mother was treated by Freud. I forgot Prince no. Philip died in between episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, almost the, the work that I had to do because of that anyway. Oh no. But yeah. Do you guys need to do like a tribute or something? Oh, not like a no. tribute. No, we don't. We're I was like censoring a... everything, basically. Oh, I I was personally in charge of taking down any inappropriate content. It was it was a time. Yeah, we were we were kinda in the middle of it. It was hectic. You think they have? They mean you know how these like documentaries are like oh yeah these are planned out beyond belief. Absolutely no. not. Behind the scenes, it was. I mean, I had a, I had an easy job, but even then, the coordination was off. <laughs> I mean, my favorite thing was um, the BBC accidentally playing his obituary months before he died because they had their finger what? like no, they had their finger like on the trigger because they when he went into hospital because they knew it was gonna happen eventually, um, and they accidentally started playing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been having rehearsals for months since, since, like, since then we've been having rehearsals like every two weeks for the thing that I had to do. Yeah, um, like every everyone in media for the last god knows how many months has been like, okay, have we got a plan for when he dies? They didn't. They didn't. It was now. awful. <laughs> it was awful. We had so many. They told you to cr- crises. <laughs> it was oh so stressful. Anyway, we don't have to worry about that being on a podcast. And that was just me saying um, Prince Philip's mother was treated by Freud. That was the yeah. one thing I learnt whilst all that chaos was happening. Um, I learnt that Liam Payne of previous One Direction fame drew a tribute to Prince Philip on his Instagram and then Niall of One Direction fame unfollowed him, which was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's Niall. I don't know how much else we can say about this because like, this is this is connected to our legal names and I'm very afraid. Yeah. Lana um, Del Rey, she posted an Instagram tribute to them. It was just like a picture of the Queen and Prince Philip when they were younger and she captioned it. I've always love the way they love. I saw this. Lana Del Rey is on a new one constantly. I, um, I'm begging her to stop talking. Honestly. She gave me brain age. It's like 12 to 15. We're gonna get cancelled by Tory. 
<laughs> she refuses to come back. You know the um, you know the meme where it's like, buy my silence for eight thousand dollars per month. I will stop. I feel like Lana Del Rey should consider that. She'd make a lot of money. I'd pay. I'd oh. give her money for that. Every time she says something, my heart rate goes up and I lose <laughs> several years of my life. I would pay her to just stop posting on social media and stop hosting fan meetups during a pandemic. She's doing that too. Yeah, she held a um, she released a poetry oh. book and then she held book signing meetups where she wore a me mesh face mask that didn't actually protect against anything. Oh, I remember the face mask. You know, you guys seen in her poetry book. She has a, this um it's a it's not a good poem. Sorry, Tori. It's a poem about <laughs> Sylvia Plath and then next to it um there's this picture of an oven. And um, people were freaking out about it because I think Sylvia Plath like died in an oven-related incident. Did she? I thought she killed herself. I think it might have been oven-related. Hold on, I'm opening a tab here. I'm googling. I should have yes, checked no, before I gave you yeah, my Yeah, you're phone. right. She Didn't she stick her head, her head in, in an oven, oven? And died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh. oh yes, yeah, so Lana, no. why did you make that choice? Lana, that was not fun. It's, it's like the Lord thing where she posted on her Instagram a um, picture of a bathtub with Whitney Houston um, lyric um, oh, because dear. Whitney Houston um, drowned in a bathtub but she didn't know she didn't know it's like not the same thing at all there is I'm no sorry, way Lana she didn't know. didn't know we're ostracizing Lana Del Rey fans this week that's a, oh yeah we it's been a while since we've done ostracized someone <laughs> so I was wondering I think who it's we time. were gonna ostracize I mean I, remember, I kept it track in my head because it was fairies and fairies and someone else sorry fairies. Americans oh. oh okay bye no you can Did stay I leave? you can stay <laughs> you're on thin I ice. think we meant more like arrogant Americans I think yeah. we, we had like a it was um, um Americans there was a case. who dominate online spaces with Americanisms and do not. Oh, they think everyone else things. is American. Yeah, that was the that was the specific niche. So I th I think you you get a pass. <laughs> yeah. ASMR POV. Phoebe tells me off for writing Great, a card thanks, with like a U special. in my psychology lessons. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> Unless it did, and I forgot. <laughs> but that never happen. happened. Anyways, Freud. Okay, this Freud. is my third and final Freud fact. Ziggy. It's not fun. It just made me very angry. Um, so basically, he had this. He was friends with this guy called Fleiss, um, or Fleiss. I don't know. Sorry, German people. But he was German. He was <laughs> a um, ear, nose, and throat specialist who agreed with a lot of like Freud's things about psychoanalysis and I guess like the direction he was going in with psychology. I did not mention, I am a psychology student. This is what happens when you decide you don't want to be known. I don't know, I figured people would just trust me anyway. So, yeah, he got his weird friend to do surgery, no, um, sur no surgery on him, and he was like, wow, this was great. So he referred his patient, a woman named um, Exine, who he'd been treating since um, she was like a teenager, or maybe a kid, because she had like a lot of leg pain, a lot of stomach pain, menstrual pain. She was, she was not doing great. And basically he referred her to him to get nose surgery because she had menstrual pain and he i guess he thought oh, the wikipedia no. did not explain this thought that it was like caused by the genitals and that the tissue in the genitals is similar and like linked to the nose tissue so he was like I yeah go like, uh... to my buddy's life he, he can do nose surgery on you and it's gonna fix your problem i think he just saw phallic images everywhere including on the nose i hate how plausible that is i hate how that's something that could have just like that could have been his thought process it probably was Oh, wait, no, I, I did write this down. 
he thought the menstrual pain was caused by wanking. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, oh, so okay. what happened with the nose surgery? Awful, awful. He um, it disfigured her face and it const- it just kept bleeding. And um, oh, no. he was he saw this happen and then he went, you know what, Eckstein, my gal, I think this is your fault and I think that you're only bleeding for my attention and approval. What? Um. <laughs> Sir, <sighs> why everything about this man is so vexing? Yeah, and she, he just wouldn't take her, I guess, her profusely bleeding nose seriously because of her teenage mental health issues. And yeah. Uh, uh, Freud. Why? It's icky. It's so icky. We just let this, we just let this man have this massive influence in psychology. And, and most people do hate him, to be fair. But I, I do not like the argument that like, oh no, he was so influential. He put psychology on the map. We have to at least like, I guess, respect his influence. I don't want to. I'm too angry for that. No, I, he doesn't deserve any respect, and he's not the real father of psychology. Uh, shout out to my homie, Wilhelm One, who created the first psychology lab and was the first person to ever call himself a psychologist. Unproblematic king. Do not fact. I did not fact check that. I don't. A terrible person. I am look, gonna look at his Wikipedia now to see if we should be shouting this guy out. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so obvious we don't do much research before these episodes. <laughs> Like, let know. me open my tab I, now. I studied Wilhelm. Wilhelm? Wilhelm. German names are hard. Hold on, hold on. For this podcast or for your A level? Because for- there's a difference. <laughs> for my A level. <laughs> then it doesn't count. Then it doesn't count. But it was at it was at the um second it was at the sixth form I went to before I came to your one and it was done in a lot of detail. Um, it still does not count for this podcast. Week. I know it was the only thing we learnt that week. <laughs> uh, philosophy. Let me have a look. Um, oh, hold on. If anybody is wondering what happened with Freud and his ear, nose, and throat specialist friend, they ended up falling out because they had like a disagreement over theories, and Freud was like, "Oh, if you don't agree with me, you're wrong, and also you're gay for me." So go away. What was the specialist's name again? Because I feel like I've heard that before. Fleiss. F-L-I-E-S-S. Don't think he's the guy I'm thinking of, but there was another guy who was like a major Freud simp and his student, his second in command, his homie. And then he was like, I'm going to develop my own field of psychoanalysis. And Freud was like, well, you're gay for me and this is a betrayal. That does sound kind of familiar. Actually, no, I'm thinking, no, I'm getting him confused with um, one of our buddy Wilhelm. Wilhelm's, I can't say his name, one of his students who ended up forming his own branch of like introspection or structuralism or something. Psychology words. I think but if I don't you, think they were gay for each other. I think if you want to form your own sub branch of psychology, you should kill the person who taught you it in the first place. I feel like that should be the, the rite of passage. Correcting you should say it, and I think we should do this in a modern context too. Yeah, because then Freud would have been he would have been shanked real quick. <laughs> Young, that's Wait, who I'm every time, of. Every time someone gets a new PhD, they have to kill the person who gave them their PhD. Yeah. They kill the person who marked their research. Would so that mean that no PhD. research would ever be done? Because you're not going to mark no. someone's research if it means you're going to die. It's it's Carl um, Young. That's who I'm thinking of. That's who uh, Freud, like, he, he worked under Freud and then he was like, I'm going to make my own psychology. Freud was like, how dare you? It was a, I don't think Freud had many friends. Yeah. I feel like any friends he had, like, left him real quick. I feel like a modern day Freud would probably be a drama channel. He's the, he's the keen star of psychology. Now that's this a so statement. Difficult to process. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, exactly. but that's not the point. 
Anyways, on a on Kim related note, fuck Freud. Yeah, that's that's all I've got on this topic. Can we can we add Freud to the people we're ostracizing from this podcast? Yeah, I think that goes without saying. If you like Freud, leave. Just You're just go. Get get out. We don't know. Go. We're not gonna try and save you. There, there is no redemption arc. Just leave. <laughs> Anyways. That's a solid 20 minutes of Freud bashing. I think, yeah, it was worth every minute. Yeah. I don't know if that made sense, but I Facts said it anyway. Facts have been stated. Do we want to move right. on to something more lighthearted, but also possibly Freudian? Right. We can't discuss Freud without <laughs> discussing MILF and their current, I guess, like, rise in, like... I feel like I feel like there's a lot more MILF appreciation than there used to be. Mm. And I think it's, like, specifically young gay teenage girls being like, you know what, we appreciate the middle-aged women, and I really love that for them. But is it wrong? Like, they're there. <laughs> it's not. Like, they're the one icon that you can have and be like, yes. Have... Yes. Milk yeah. support is correct and should be enabled. Yeah, maybe I went in with the wrong tone, but I'm 100% <laughs> for this. I think it's because you went with an, on the topic of Freud, who we all hate, MILFs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't you know, think you should be like, inc- it's vast contrast, the, the way we feel for Freud and the way we feel for MILFs. They're on the they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. Definitely. I understand why people might want to hear his opinion on this, but I think I think it would only serve to make me angry. And is that I don't think that's the energy I really want for myself, you know? Anyway, I have compiled a list of a top my top five mills. These are my personal opinions, but it's also <laughs> correct. You can find me <laughs> all you want. Also, before we actually know, I'll come back to it. Number no, five. No, con- <laughs> Wait, what? Number five on the list. Okay. Myself. Okay. I mean, I, re- I respect you for not putting yourself as number one. For not being what? For not putting yourself as number one. Yeah, no, I'm, no. Like, there are some quality milfs on here. I know my place. Um, <laughs> stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> milf ascension, stay humble. Um, so, you will have to elaborate on why you are a milf, though, for our audience. Right, so I'm not middle-aged. Yeah. I'm very much still 18. But I do have a child. His name is Linguini Ninini. You guys have both met him. He is a long Furby. He's four foot four. He's probably the thing I love most in this life. And he's blue and I pierce his ears and I make him jumpers. I just I just think he's great. But yeah, he is a child. He is my child, which means that I am technically MILF and no one can fight me on that. Uh, I mean, someone could fight you on that, but you know what? I appreciate Linguini enough to let it slide. Right? Yeah. Like, I guess there are some technicalities you could like argue with me on but like have you met my son yes should we include a link to linguini's instagram in the yes <laughs> yes definitely yes because there is a lot to unpack on that um well what is there to unpack just you know it's 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 art it is art mm-hmm. he is the most talented instagrammer of our time here's the moment every post he makes iconic thank you thank you we put a lot of work into it um number four on the list <laughs> and now we're not allowed to continue we're just gonna brush (laughs) over the linguini instagram (laughs) um i don't know it'll be in the podcast um links i've said all i need to about my son if you want to see a long furby photoshopped into twilight promo photos (laughs) he's there Mm, if you want to see a long furby in dark academia fit he's he's also there if you want to see a furby as an e-girl with a gnome He's still there. Oh, uh, goth gnome! Goth gnome. Yeah, linguini. Okay, number four on the list. And people have fought me on this one because they, th- they think she should be higher. The moon. 
Okay. The whole moon. The whole moon. The entire planet. The, the rock. Is it a planet? Not a planet. She's not a planet, she's a satellite. Wow, I am humiliated already. Uh, if the moon hears this, I'm so sorry. Fake it's moon been, fan. It's been a long day. I've left the house today. That was already a, a very taxing environment. My moon facts clearly went out the window. Okay, we'll give you a pass. But yeah, I think she's um, kind of a bit lower on the list because I, as much as I love her and as much as like I think she's beautiful, I think she's an absentee mother. Ooh. I don't think I think she's neglected. Oh, oh shit! What is the moon neglecting? <laughs> Her children. Who are her children? Werewolves. Uh, uh, once okay. a month. She sees those children once a month. <laughs> Maybe that's all the custody she got. You know, you don't know her situation. Okay, who's the father then? Or like, yeah, who else is looking after these children? They're raising themselves. The, the earth. But what if we thought this? Her children have now passed the age of eighteen. They're legally adults. They they take care of themselves. What if they're only visiting their mother once a month? In which case, she's being neglected and abandoned. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, no, now I feel pity. <laughs> maybe, had, maybe she just has terrible children. But what about the babies? That is true. There are werewolves yeah. under the age of 18. I saw wolf blood as a child. <laughs> <laughs> You're the expert. That is, that's all the qualification you need. See, I'm, I know Twilight werewolves, but those are objectively terrible so I, i'm not i'm not including those in this conversation mm. so the moon is number four number three i think she's iconic i think she is criminally underrated in the milk scene marge simpson <laughs> you know what i agree completely right i, I, I agree I completely like i don't know why this feels wrong but it just kind of does <laughs> What do you mean it feels wrong? The iconic Marge green dress. The iconic she's... red pearls. And she's so supportive. Right? She loves her kids so much. She is always there for them. I feel like sexualizing a Simpsons character is sort of a war crime. This, this, isn't, this is not a sexual list. That's not that's not the energy of this list. Yeah, if you're saying that, you mean we're sexualizing Phoebe because she is on this list. And oh, no, as her friend, okay, I do not feel cursed. comfortable with that. No, Thank you. Okay, fine. Are I you, are you, you trying Marge to sexualize Simpson. the moon? The moon is already inherently sexy. I don't need to do that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> fine. I'll give you Marge fucking Simpson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the list. I'm not editing this list. It is, it's final. But what is I next? will be saying something if Kate Winslet isn't on this list, though. That's the only thing. Okay, my list is controversial, but we will be getting to, these, to, to that. Number two, the dragon from Shrek. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? <laughs> She is such a good mother. She's so there for her family. Also, I just think I think her lashes are gorgeous. I, she's, she's a massive fucking dragon. What more could you want? I hate the way you guys make me think about Shrek. I wish I could just not think about Shrek. What's your problem with Shrek? That was a dark period. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Shrek the Musical. I'm so sorry um, that happened to you. I wish I could, but sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, do you remember that time there was a, a fire drill and you went outside and they just didn't count you because they weren't looking <laughs> to see if you left the building? <laughs> very swag, very secure. Fun fact, if, if Shrek the Musical had gone down in flames, no one would have checked to see if I was alive. Um, yeah, anyways, so the dragon from Shrek- You got that free Shrek. Shrek pen. I did get a free pen and a mug. What yeah, more could you ask for? <laughs> Security. <laughs> that's valid. Okay, my honorable mentions. My first honorable mention is 
Gina, you have so much milk potential. Oh, thank you. Is it just because she doesn't have a child? Yeah. Yeah, you'd be you'd be on the list of a child. Is my childlessness the only thing stopping me? Pretty much. Brilliant. I'll I'll work on that. <laughs> that sounds like a threat. <laughs> Gina out here stealing babies. Um, I'm not I do not condone the stealing of babies. <laughs> you I are. Do not we have it in that. audio evidence. <laughs> you can't prove anything. Oh yeah, my other honourable mentions is every every middle-aged actress. We we I don't I feel wrong ranking them because one they're real people, mm. and mm-hmm. um, there are just too many to get through. Like this list would be so long. I've got written down Gillian Anderson because I like she, why, she's why wouldn't the most, you? Yeah, why not? She's probably like one of the most iconic ones people's go-to MILF right now. I've got Catherine Hahn, um, who's Agatha from WandaVision because I watched it and I fell in love with her. Understandable. I don't know, you said Kate Winslet. I don't know, Lucy Liu. You, the list goes on, it's too long to deal with. I just had the very intrusive thought of, is Mitski a MILF? And I'd like to unthink that. Uh, anyways, moving on. No, but I understand why you would think it. She's absolutely- she's not. That's she's not. She's really not. As far as I know, she does not have children. I, and that's I, her whole thing. And anyone who's assigned her like a mother mother role in their lives, I want. I, please, I beg you, go to therapy. Therapy is not free, but it is cheaper than the emotional trauma of Mitski as your maternal figure. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Number Phoebe, one. I okay. Oh wait, yeah. sorry, Gina, go. No, no. This is this has answered my query. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> The Loch Ness Monster. Who else would it be? This is a controversial take. What I, is... I told you this is my cause fights. Who are the Loch Ness Monster's children? Um, well, obviously that's not proven yet. I just feel like she has eggs that have been there since, I guess, thousands of years that she looks after. I don't really know how long it takes um, Loch Ness Monster's eggs to hatch, but I think she's very protective of them, and I think she'd care for them a lot. Um, she really respects their privacy, so, you know, she's not, like, using them for, like, hey, I'm the Loch Ness Monster, look at my eggs, give me money. Like, and she could. You know she could. She, she'd make so much money, she'd get so much media attention. But she's respectful of them and how it's going to be, like, healthy for them in terms of, like, how they're raised. So you, you put the Loch Ness Monster as your top MILF of all time on the basis of thinking she has the vibe of having eggs. <laughs> okay. Well, you put it like that. That have, have not been proven to exist. No. You take that the fuck back. <laughs> I said that I... eggs haven't been proven to exist. I didn't say the thing about Nessie. Okay, because if, if I was on a podcast with Nessie denies, I would I would just leave. <laughs> I don't, just I don't care if it's not long enough. I'm too you long. quit. I'm sorry, but I can't deal with that. Uh, I, I, definitely a controversial MILF list. I'll give you that. Mm. I mean, I appreciate being in the honourable mentions. <laughs> So, I, I don't think I could say anything negative about it. Uh, Thank you, Gina. You've won Gina over, this is biased. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should um, use MILF lists to flatter Gina if you want her to, to agree with you. I'm not yeah, I, making uh, MILF lists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed in my uh, in, in having my ego uh, being appeased, appeased for, to, to agree with people, you know? I, you deserve yeah. it. I'm a simple person, I, w- I will take the compliment. And there will be no criticism. Fair enough. Um, does this bring the milf milfage to it to an end? I feel very um, uncomfortable milf- with the term milfage. <laughs> that was really bad. Zero out of ten. Didn't enjoy that one. That is an awful word. 
Uh, you're welcome. Um, really. I think it should be blacklisted from this podcast. <laughs> Banned from repeating it. Oh, yes, I regret absolutely. my part in, um, in like talking about MILFs if it, if it made that word. Um, I think we should double down on it and just use it every five minutes. Absolutely not. I, w- I would go deaf on purpose. I will take over the editing of this podcast just to bleep it out. Please, can you, can you do my um, radio interview while you're at it? <laughs> this is reverse psychology. Just the, I just, just don't the want to Yeah, that'll be perfect. Would you like to hear my Loch Ness Monster facts? Absolutely. Because that was the third part of the thing I planned. So yes. basically, last semester when I was at uni, I went to the library and I found this book called Bizarre Belief. And it was all about like cryptids and like um, popular, not conspiracy theories necessarily but more stuff like ufos cryptids psychics things like that and i thought it was going to be about the psychology of people who believed that very disappointed to find out it was just a whole book of them debunking and you can't see me because this is an audio based format but I've, I've got like air quotes over debunking <laughs> because i'm not convinced that these aren't real and um, just like or like it was kind of talked about the history of these sightings as well and i skipped right to the nessie chapter i love her so much and um is she one of my favorite, favorite cryptid? You know what? I think so. It's between her and Mothman. Understandable. Carry on. Yeah, one of my favorite stories of like a fake Nessie sighting. Okay, I do think she's real. I don't think anyone's really seen her. Or if they have, there's been no solid like pictures or like video evidence. Because mind your fucking business. Please leave her alone. Yeah, one of them was, <laughs> it was fun. Someone took a um, video of her. And um, upon like um, analyzing the video afterwards, they realized, wait, she's like, the exact kind of same size as a boat and she's also <laughs> following the exact same kind of boat route that's kind of <laughs> what a coincidence the suspiciously boat shaped object on this lake traveling <laughs> like a boat hmm. <laughs> I wonder what that could be Ooh. and my other favorite one um, the story the story is just kind of like I guess kind of um I guess it's an average story, but the only reason that I love it so much is because the guy involved in like all of it, his name is Marmaduke Wetherell. That is a name and a half. Yeah. You get that name, you know you're going to become a cryptid hunter. He was destined to do weird shit. Um, basically, it was like in the 90s, watched the Daily Mail, and he got them these pictures of Nessie footprints, which they found, which they realized were fake, and then they like humiliated him, and he got super salty about it, which honestly kind of fair enough um, if I was the Daily Mail I would simply not and um, yeah so he was like I need to enact my revenge revenge is the exact word that they use on the Wikipedia that I used to <laughs> fact check this book that I read several months ago and so basically what he did he got some help from his son um, a sculptor and an insurance agent and I don't know what the insurance agent <laughs> part in this one he needed the insurance in case it fell through <laughs> Maybe, because, like, the son, I, um, I, I, like, get why we want to, like, help his dad, the sculptor. He needs to be in there because of, like, the plan they enact. I'm pretty sure the insurance agent was just in it for the vents. He was just in it for, for a laugh. Can you blame him? Not really. Like, no. if you heard someone was going to do this and you just had some unrelated job, you, oh, you'd find a way to be a part of it. 
Understandable. So basically what they did, they made this fake Nessie out of a toy submarine. I don't know where they got the submarine. And some wood putty, which I don't know what that is. And I didn't fact check it from the Wikipedia. And they tested it out in the local pond and they were like, right, we're good to go. And they took it to the Loch Ness, Mon Loch Ness Monster. They took it to the Loch Ness, the lake where she is. And they took a, they took a bunch of photos. I think um, a couple, they ended up getting developed. But then the water bay lift showed and um, Marvin Duke, he just, he, slammed his foot into the um, fake Nessie and just drowned her immediately. And um, later when they interviewed him about it, they were like, yeah, she's probably still there. So the insurance agent, he gave one of the photos to his friend, who then went on to sell the photos to the Daily Mail, who then promptly announced that the Loch Ness Monster had been found. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and that was the saga. So he found footprints and the Daily Mail were like, this is a scam. And he was like, well, I'm going to scam you then. Literally, yeah, okay, pretty much. Okay, fair enough. Valid. Good for they him. deserve it. Good for him. They deserve it for a lot worse. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's calm. Yeah, this is kind of like low level on, I guess, the revenge people should be taking out on the Daily Mail. Mm. Hmm. And there is probably still his fake Nessie somewhere in the lake. Yeah. What I didn't appreciate about that book that I borrowed is this really good point that they made and it's that they found much smaller like creatures in much larger bodies of water and like the Loch Ness isn't that big and Nessie is supposedly massive uh, so maybe it's her personality that's massive <laughs> <laughs> because you know maybe we've just maybe we've just grown over the years and when people first started to have sightings of her they, they were much smaller human people human beings I mean they were shorter yeah. Have you tried to walk through a Tudor pub? Absolutely disastrous. It's terrible. It's too low. The, the, the ceilings... number of bald men I've seen with bleeding heads. <laughs> awful. <laughs> the tiny doors is like, you're, you're not, you were four foot. How am I supposed to walk through this? Wait, so this is plausible. Have we just solved the Loch Ness Monster deal? Maybe we have. We have debunked your book. Yeah. Fuck you, book. Education is a scam. I mean, that gives us a good title, you know? We proved the Loch Ness monster is real. <laughs> Clickbait. Level five. Milf four. confirmed. <laughs> Loch Ness milfster. I mean, it works with law, you know. Yeah, oh, true, true. I've um, kept you guys on theme. You have. This has been incredibly on brand so far. Other cryptids besides the Loch Ness monster. I feel like England doesn't have many cryptids. I'm putting it out there. We're slacking but, as a but country. you know what? I will say it's because we've got more myths. Yeah, but all the myths are just like, these children came from the fields, they ate some shit, they were green, and then they left. Those are just children. Those are just green children, yeah. Like, there's there's we nothing fun there. We've got Robin Hood. Okay, true. I thought Robin Hood was real. I don't think Robin Hood was real. <laughs> I don't think he's been confirmed Wait, to be real. The fox <laughs> Robin Hood definitely isn't real. <laughs> Wait, I thought Robin Hood was just some guy. Okay, um, the amount of googling I'm doing is astronomical. <laughs> the historic, the historicity, historic, the historical realness of Robin Hood is not proven and has been debated for centuries. There are numerous references to historical figures with similar names that have been proposed as possible evidence for his existence, some dating back to the 13th century. Okay, so um, Robin Hood lives like Jesus. I th no, I thought we knew Jesus was a person. I mean, no. I mean, they took a census when he was born, so surely there should be some <laughs> physical. There should be some like documentation, you know. Did this they is, go this to is... the stables for that? Well, that, that's why they went to Bethlehem, wasn't it? Because of the census. That's why they knocked on the stables. This was my reading every single year at church. This was 
my reading, it was the year whatever it was, and Cyrenius, leader of Judea, was having a census. I know. So we, I know we do big on the Catholicism here, but I'm just asking: is there historical evidence? Yeah, I swear there is. Oh, I would I'm not, not know. <laughs> I'm on bbvaopenmind.com <laughs> with an article that says, "Did Jesus of Nazareth actually exist?" The evidence says yes. I do not want to read the content. The title says yes. So. <laughs> I'm going to go on www.history.com and see what they say. Um, I have another question. I'm putting my hand up for a question. Okay. Was Camelot real? Oh. Look, Jesus is also mentioned in ancient Jewish and Roman texts. Okay, fine. Jesus was probably real. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) My search history is just, was Robin Hood real? Was Jesus real? Was Camelot real? Am I real? Am I real? That is a great question. <laughs> um, most oh, I can vaguely answer some of these questions because I did study this kind of last term. There are a few places in England that people think could have been Camelot, but there yeah, is Camelot. No that's consensus. with that's with King Arthur, isn't it? Because mm. yeah. they believe that Tintagel like... Castle was related to. Um, King Arthur um, in it's, Cornwall. It's actually very sad. I do a whole degree. I pay money to go to York just to watch documentaries for my degree that are like, I am in Kenton, Surrey, <laughs> looking for Camelots. And it's like, I could have stayed at home. <laughs> I thought just Camelot was just like, it used to be the capital of England. But I think my child brain just made that up and then didn't fact check it. It could have been before the Saxons. I don't know enough about history to know if that's true or not. We're making some bold claims today for a a non-historical podcast. What's someone going to do? Disagree with us? Do their own research? (laughs) Yeah, we we encourage critical thinking on this podcast. Keep you on your I don't. Believe us. Fair enough. Um, I don't think Camelot was real. I don't know. I'm very. It's very ambiguous. It could have been a place. It could have just been a drunk guy singing some songs. Well, isn't it that loads of place names have changed over the years? So it could yeah. just have a different name now. That is. That is true. Ages ago, I read something about like the history of like monsters, and it was talking about medieval monsters and ideas of stuff like dragons and like I forget what the actual specific monsters were. But um, it, I think it might have been a video or something actually, and they were talking about how it's very likely someone just went traveling and saw like a fucking alligator or like a lion or something, and their tiny medieval brain, who don't, who don't, I guess like hadn't seen much of the world, just went, what the, what fuck, what, what, sorry, I'm, I just had like some kind of breakdown and was like, this has to be some kind of mythical creature, and then so you get these all these like weird messed up drawings um, of these animals that get, I guess, um, as like culture develops. They get, like, they get these kind of myth, myth kind of status. I thought that was funky. Yeah, I think Hogwarts Histories did a sketch on that once. I think I had a seminar on that a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> my, my degree doesn't make sense. I'm, what? I'm supposed to be doing like two subjects, which makes English and politics. And then last term, half of it was just here is medieval maps, and I just signed up to do a, a course on European cinema in the 1920s for next Ooh. year. So like, I, what is what is language? What is English? Uh, okay, but that sounds way more interesting than English and/or politics. Yes. Uh, Subjects are fake, and yet Freud is somehow still relevant in every subject. I hate it. I hate it so much. He shows up too much. 
He does. He needs a new hobby. Just stay in his lane of being dead. Exactly. Dead unless we resurrect him. I thought we were just summon. Wait, we did say resurrect. I don't know. Maybe we should just stick to his spirit and then like be up his soul. How do you how do you soul punch Freud? Maybe you have to already be dead. So maybe someone should have a human sacrifice. <laughs> this you know? is this is getting immensely complicated. I mean, all the best plans have to be immensely complicated. How ex- how else do you expect them to work? Yeah, that's fair. We've like done about fifty minutes now. But it feels... Oh, I ran out of content ages ago. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fine. That's part of the course. But it feels short because last time it was two hours. <laughs> yeah, was like, that, was, that was an interesting experience last time. Which was way longer than it should have been. It was uh, efficient this time. Yeah, we speed ran it. I could actually edit this. That's scary. I'm going to leave Audacity closed. <laughs> How do you end it? Oh, we have to like, thank you for listening everyone who who got this far thank you phoebe for being our guest you're yeah. welcome thank you I for feel having like me. A, a teacher in reception <laughs> <laughs> like so thank you sun and thank you moon like you know what i know i really like that energy this is like quiet time or whatever it was called except it's not quiet time it's just freudian milk chaos time, time. I used to get in trouble at nap time in nursery because I was bad at napping. That I can believe that. I don't remember that because I have repressed childhood. Um, I'm here to remember for you. Yes, thank you. Constantly. Do you have anything besides Linguini's Instagram that you'd like us to promote? Any messages you'd like the listeners to take away? Gina hasn't asked you when you think Corona will end. So... I mean, we can go to the pubs now, so... It's true. I mean, what it's more do still we want? Ongoing. We are still in a pandemic. <laughs> we are still in a pandemic. Um, We're still in a panini. <laughs> actually, Speaking there we go. Rather panini, than rather than ask you a question, Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to make a request based upon what Q has just said. Um, okay. Can we get linguini ni ni as a panini? Oh. So, like, can we see an image of him between two halves of a panini loaf? And have a linguine panini. That, I will send that to my editor straight away. I'm getting on this for you. Do you know you have an editor for linguine nini? It's his other mother. I have sole custody, but she she did like help me birth him. She she bought the spine. It's a Garrel Hart situation. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to say to our like five regular listeners? <laughs> um, hello. I checked that actually. Hello, um, the five regular listeners. I'd like to say hi to you specifically. I hope you all have a great day. I hope you agree with my milf list and believe in the Loch Ness Monster because she's real and follow my long Furby account if you don't already, I guess. Yeah, stay swag. (laughs) This is like the fourth time you've tried to end this episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's really not hard. Just say goodbye. (laughs) No, just like look on the computer. There's no, there's no exit call. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.